The Hen That Feeds You is an audio drama podcast that follows a linear storyline. That means if today is your first time joining us, first of all, hi, welcome, how you doing? Secondly, make sure that you start with episode one and listen to each episode in order, or you just might miss something really important. Please be advised, this podcast may contain explicit language, adult situations, including sexual situations and elements of horror, as well as other content that may make some uncomfortable. Listener discretion is advised. And now, without further ado, let's jump in to the hand that feeds you. His back was to her. That didn't matter. The bar was also dark. Very dark. Again, it didn't matter. Did it matter that he was all the way across the room from the doorway where she stood? Nope. Not even a little. None of it mattered. Because she knew it was him. No question. She probably knew him better than she had ever known anyone else in her life. If all of that weren't enough, she had seen him nearly every day for the last four years. But not like this. Never like this. He was always the one talking, always the first one to say something sarcastic. It was his humor. It was his love language. When he threw some playful yet scathing zinger at you, you knew that you really meant something to him. You mattered. The alternative was all business. Cold. Stifled. Forgettable. Andy shivered at the thought. He had been all business with her ever since he had gotten the phone call that his dad was in the hospital. It was sudden. It was unexpected. Neither he nor his mother could have imagined that his dad, 
a healthy, active man of only 62, could go from hiking Pike's Peak to laying in a hospital bed, tethered to life support, in only a matter of a week. Even the doctors were left scratching their heads, disagreeing on his diagnosis, taking bets on the outcome. Whoever chose sudden death is a few bucks richer tonight. None of it made any sense. But none of that mattered now. The only thing that mattered was to make sure that he was okay. Andy didn't know what to say in situations like this. Sentiment was something that was genuinely lost on her. She had never been close to her family, so all of the emotions that one should feel when losing a family member, it was foreign territory. She could write about emotions, sure, as long as it was fiction. But this, this was real life. This was a friend, someone that she cared about deeply, perhaps the only person that she truly cared for. When she passed by the casket, then stopped to give him a quick, somber hug, he pulled her in, tight. She had never felt that type of connection with anyone before, at least not that she could remember. She didn't know if she liked it or not, but in that moment, she silently vowed to give him whatever he needed to be okay. She drew in a deep sigh. How you doing? It was a stupid question. She cursed the very words as they left her lips. Clearly, she already knew the answer. Still, it was all she could think to convey to this pitiful shell of a man that sat before her. His shoulders were lurched forward, the way they had been through the entire funeral. He just sat there for a moment, as if gaining the strength to answer her. Then slowly, the bar stool rotated to face her, bringing him along with it. His gaze was still planted at the floor. He couldn't muster the strength to look her in the eye. I still, I... I can't believe it. You know? I, I mean, I, I... I just... He was... He just... His voice trailed off into the dark abyss of the bar. I know. I, I'm so, so sorry, she politely interjected, in an effort to keep from hearing him start crying again. That was a sound that she never wanted to hear again, ever. He wasn't a crier. He was strong, strong like she was, or at least he always had been. That's part of what drew Andy to him. From the moment they first met, it was like they spoke the same language. Yeah, was all he could reply. His eyes were welling up. Here came the tears. Damn it, don't you dare! She took the empty stool next to him, placed a hand on his back just between his shoulder blades. He was warm. She could feel her own pulse through the palm of her hand. After a second, she began gently rubbing his back. Hey. No response. Look at me, she pleaded. He looked up at her. She was certain it was the first time he had looked at her all day. 
I've got you, okay? Anything you need, I'm here for you. His eyes were red and enveloped with tears, but they carried within them a look of reassurance. As if, in that very moment, her few words of encouragement were just exactly the thing he needed to hear. Before either of them knew what was happening, before either of them could protest, they had traded the dark, crowded bar for the dark emptiness of his bedroom. A swanky, penthouse apartment and some Tribeca high-rise. Is this okay? He whispered gently, his profile cast in silhouette before the backdrop of glowing embers in the Carrera marble fireplace. She replied, putting her fingertip to his lips. Partially because this moment was all about him, giving him the attention, the distraction he needed to get through the night. And partially because if she took the time to think about it, she knew she would object. His hands were warm and soft against her bare skin. She grazed her open palms, her bare feet against the silky smooth sheets. Probably Egyptian cotton. Probably a thousand thread count or higher. He had always had expensive taste. She was reminded of this when she breathed him in. The scent of his cologne was velvety sweet and masculine all at the same time. Amber, oudwood, and maybe vintage tobacco? She had smelled him a million times before in the office, but always in passing. She had never taken the time to really take him all in. But in this moment, she relished in it. His body wrapped around her like a warm blanket. Supple lips gently caught the nape of her neck and glided across her collarbone. Goosebumps drew up and down her arms and from the back of her neck down her spine. He'd found the right spot. She was putty in his delicate hands, in his mouth. Whatever fragility she had seen of him in the bar was gone, at least in these feverish moments. He was aggressive. He was commandeering. He was incredible. She was held in the powerful strength of his arms, the vice-like grasp of his sturdy hands. She felt her body rise and fall in the cadence of his body's rhythm. She had had sex, plenty of times, but not like this. It was never like this. Is this how it was supposed to be? I mean, she kind of hoped so. She loved it. That's what terrified her. When it was over, when they had both taken tissues to clean themselves up, they instinctively and silently fell into position on their respective sides of the bed. No talking, no longing glances, no nothing, just silence. Andy's heart was still beating from the rush of it all. She hoped he couldn't hear it. She worked to maintain the pace of her breathing, this is it, she told herself, 
a one-night stand, a one-time thing. No feelings, no friends with benefits, nothing. She couldn't risk it. He was too important to her. She would wait for him to fall asleep and then quietly slip out before sunrise. Yeah. Yeah, that's what she'd do. Better that way. A faint whisper in the ear woke her up. She hadn't even realized she had fallen asleep. Damn it. He must be after round two, she thought. She hesitantly looked over at him out of her peripheral. But no. No, he was fast asleep. Hmm. Maybe it was a dream. Well, since she wasn't sleeping, she decided now was the right time to make her escape. Quietly, she went to sit up. And that's when she realized that she couldn't move. What the? Her arms, legs, every part of her body seemed to be strapped down to the bed. The only thing mobile were her eyes, which peered around the dark room for some kind of answer. And that's when she saw it. It was little more than a transparent, thin black mist that wafted about the room. The sound was like a buzzing fly, but it was so loud that it shook the walls violently. Her eyes looked over at him. Wake up! Wake up, damn it! She yelled at the top of her lungs, except she wasn't yelling. She wasn't saying anything. She couldn't make a sound. Or maybe she just couldn't hear herself over the buzzing of this... This... Wait a minute! She remembered. She had seen this before. It, it had been years, but, but she recognized it. This was the thing that she had been haunted by as a child. She had locked it away in the dark recesses of her past, where it had remained safely tucked away, out of sight, out of mind. But, somehow, here it was, unbridled, free, terrifying. It was back for its revenge. luring her. What do you want from me? She tried to say, but she still couldn't speak. Just then the shadow dove under the foot of the bed. Andy watched in fear, certain it wasn't over. Slowly, the duvet began rising from the foot of the bed. The thing sailed beneath the covers like a shark's fin, cutting through the waves until it reached Andy, when the covers burst back, sending them flying across the room. Again she tried to say, what do you want from me? This time, it responded to her. In a menacing whisper, felt herself begin to move, even though she couldn't move, not by herself. She felt her body moving as if she were a marionette tethered together with strings, and those strings were being pulled by some invisible force. She rolled over, opened the drawer of the nightstand, and instinctively looked for something, anything, sharp. Something that, in the right hands, could be deadly. 
She didn't know why she was doing this. She didn't want to do this, but she couldn't help it. She felt the desire to do whatever it was that she was about to do. Her hands fell upon something. This will work, she thought. Her hands emerged from the drawer, holding a large pair of scissors, their metal finish gleaming in the moonlight. She licked her lips as she spread the shears and admired their sharp edges. What the fuck? What was happening to her? This... this wasn't her, was it? Then she realized she could move after all. She was moving. Had she been the one doing this all along? No. No, it, it, it couldn't have been. It was, it was this, this thing. It was driving her to do this. She didn't want to, but, but she had to. She looked over at him, still sound asleep as if under some spell. She watched the gentle pulsing of his chest as he breathed in and out. In. voice had returned. It wasn't just in her mind after all. Something was driving her to do this, but whatever it was, she couldn't refuse. She couldn't resist. She leaned over and gently placed the edge of the scissors to his neck. The voice came again. Her hands were trembling. Her heartbeat was so loud that her eardrums felt like they were about to burst. She didn't want to do this, but some part of her, somewhere deep and dark within her, wanted this. Craved this. Do it. Do it. The Hand That Feeds You is written and recorded by me, Tim Baker. I sincerely want to say thank you for taking the time to listen. If you enjoy the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. I would appreciate if you could leave a rating. That's what helps the podcast appear higher in the search results. And of course, don't forget to tell your friends. There's no better way to promote a podcast than by word of mouth. New episodes will be released every week. And again, thank you for listening. Until next time, stay skeptical.